0: Welcome to a special episode of Pop of color we have our first guest ever she was second stew on season three of below deck sailing yacht um we have like been in touch with her we've been fans of her since the jump um made an impact on our screens and I think on the below deck franchise forever please welcome Gabby Hi. Barragan. Hi. Barragan. wow you said it so perfectly Latinas, you know. Yay! I had, so a, had so a feeling welcome. then I forgot to ask you beforehand so <laughs> Lord, <laughs> <Okay. nailed it. laughs> I got it so welcome to our show and thank you so much for being here. We're so excited to have you
2: Thanks for having me I'm happy to be here. I, I love, love doing, doing podcasts I really do
0: yeah yes I've been on a couple lately so you like I we're happy that you've chosen ours because obviously we're we're new at this so.
2: you guys are the first people cool. I asked to
1: be on like.
0: I'm oh, we're so
2: offended. honored. I'm a little offended. Like, why didn't you guys ask me? But- so you're
1: actually on our list because we were like, all right, we're going to reach out <laughs> to people. Well, that's my job to reach out to people and say like, hey, well, one of us both yeah. and failed. Yeah, but we both failed miserably last <laughs> year. And so this year we were like, all right, we're going to ask. And you so you we like beat like- us to the punch. Yeah,
2: yes. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad I did. you got to be first. I have no oh. shame. I'm like,
1: can I be on your pod? <laughs> No, I love it. Like, because both Ruby and I are a little bit more on the shy side, but you have to ask for what you want in this world. Um, you know, and I wanted to chat with you ladies. So
0: yes, well, we so are so excited. We're so excited for the opinions. Um, The first thing though, we kind of like, I, like we hear what people say on the show, but obviously like everyone has like their own story that they can't con- like condense into the 10 second soundbite. Like, just tell us a little bit about like your life below or below pre-below deck and then kind of like how you came to be on the show you know did somebody reach out to you did you see the show what you know however mm-hmm. that came to be
2: well I feel like I've lived nine lives like lives um you know I am 35 and I've had other careers before reality tv um so yachting I found out about uh when I was like 25 um mm-hmm this was like when travel blogging was new and I swore I was going to be a travel blogger um, because I started backpacking and just like, I gave up my life in Hollywood um, <laughs> to travel. Um, so before that I was, you know, like a, like a bartender and a waitress by, by to make an income, but I was also a trained dancer. So I was like dancing in LA, taking classes, training, modeling, doing commercials, music videos. I was a host, like a podcast, kind of like a podcast when live streaming was like kind of new.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a live show. I did film a pilot for a reality show called Hollywood Boulevard, which was supposed to, awesome. it was like before Vanderpump Rules. <gasps> it, was it, was like that vibe. it was the same concept. It just didn't get picked up. And, oh my God, yeah. what
0: could have been?
2: I was funnier, I think, <laughs> like, because I still have the pilot like on Vimeo, like, and I have the password to watch it. And some people <laughs> get nostalgic and watch it. I'm like, God, I was so funny. Like, this was meant to be. Um, but yeah, so I did the Hollywood thing. I started backpacking, um, and Kate was like, I don't want to be an entertainment. I want to be a travel blogger. And like I told you, girls, earlier, I'm not really tech savvy, so I gave up on that so quickly. <laughs> Um, I was like, oh wait, I have to edit this and post this. Actual job, I have to learn the camera and edit. No, this is not happening. Um, But I did find that being a traveling bartender, and um, you know, I would like quit a job, go travel for months, and come home broke, and do it again, and start all over again and again. So I thought, how can I do this and make money um, at the same time, but without travel blogging? Because I'm not going to do that. So I googled it, literally. Like I just googled how to make money traveling the world, like while traveling the world, mm-hmm. and then a travel blog popped up uh, with like like top five travel jobs and and super yacht crew was on there, and it was okay. a picture of a big beautiful white yacht, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna do that one day, and it just like got logged in my in my one day box in my brain, yeah. and then five years later, I remembered because i was still bartending and i was like i've bartended in new york city miami best nightclubs best restaurants best hotels like i've made it like what am i gonna like where am i gonna go from here Mm -hmm. um i i wasn't mentally ready to go back into entertainment and start dancing again and and get an agent and all of that i was kind of over it and so i was like oh yachting oh there's still that so I started really doing research about it, reading all the books, um, all the blogs, all the magazines. And so I picked up like a third bartending job, saved all my money, found a maritime school here in San Diego. I was like, oh, I hate Florida. I don't want to go back there. Um, so I took my courses here, but then I ended up having to go back to Florida to find work. Mm. Yeah, like seems like everybody's based like you have like to- in Miami, Fort Lauderdale. It's the number one yachting hub in the world, Fort Lauderdale is. And it's um, like Fort Lauderdale, St. Martin, Antibes in France, and Palma de, de Mallorca, Spain. So those are the top four yachting hubs in the world. And depending on where you go and what season depends on, you know, how far you can get in the industry. So so yachties just go hub to hub finding jobs. So I saved my money and went to Fort Lauderdale. And then I got contacted from, so this was the end of 2019. I got contacted by a casting director at 51 Minds. And she asked me if I wanted to do another show that was going to be on Bravo, uh, still about yachting, but it wasn't below deck. So they were going to start a new like branch off, like spinoff of below deck, but on land. Oh yeah. So I got, casted for that and then the pandemic hit Mm. and i was still very green so they would call me every month like um what's your experience are you working like send us your new cv and i would and they were like you know this this project is still on hold and then it just got scrapped you know so Mm. i was like look i didn't join yachting to get on the show i had seen it when it first came out and I became a fan of the show, but that's not why I entered the industry. And um, so instead of getting my hopes up and then let down, I was like, I'm going to focus on yachting. Cause that's what I, this is my career. And this is what I wanted to do. So yeah. I um, focused on yachting and they, they kept contacting me like every month for all of 2020. Oh, and- <laughs> no.
0: They're just like calling to like, just wait They're- one more.
2: Just they were like, grooming you more me. weeks
0: yeah they were just like trying to like leave you the bread <laughs> but like right. we're about to like, like give you your big break
2: Yeah, right? Like,
0: right when i call yeah. you tonight.
2: and every time i like forgot about them then they'd pop back up like hey like, like I send us mm-hmm. your new tv like how much experience do you have where in the world are you and i'm like leave me alone but low-key like i'm like this is my big break like i'm supposed to be on tv i'm a star <laughs> you know Okay. And, yes, I love you
0: know,
2: it. I'm like, well, duh, this makes sense. And then also I was like, not everyone gets asked to be on TV. And this, yeah. is, it just seemed right. Because like, there's other things that I've been on when I was younger living in LA. Like, I'm like, this is a reoccurring theme in my life where people are interested or see something in me and they're, you know, because there was another show that I was in contract with that was being shopped around, before I got into the contract with Bravo, and it was for a um another yachty show, but it was gonna be an all black cast with all black yachty's, all black charter guests, all black captains. Yeah, and so, but that was still in development, still being shopped around. But I was still in the contract. So had I not been in that contract, I would have, I would have been on Toomey's season on Below Deck Down Under. <gasps> Oh, um, I would have replaced- Captain Jason. I would have replaced Magda because and in- she needed
1: to be replaced
0: because for sure. In- exactly.
2: Oh yeah, so basically <laughs> after, after the land show got canceled or it wasn't going to go through anymore. I said, "Why don't you guys just put me on below deck?" And they were like, "Yeah, you just you're, you're really green and we're not really sure where you'd fit." And da 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 and I'm like Ugh whatever like put me on I'm a star and they were like yeah well we'll, we'll think about it we'll talk about it right so yeah. then when I got the call it was like March of 2020 and or was it oh 2021 sorry
0: okay I was like that's a
2: precarious time oh, to get no. yeah yeah, yeah. and sense. so now it's a year and a half into me being in contact with them about being on a show yeah and they were like, Can you fly to Australia next week? And I was like, uh yeah. <laughs> Duh. And but then they were like, and then I was like, Oh wait, I'm still in that contract with that other production company for the Black Yachty show. So I told I told them like the, you know, the ins and outs of my contract basically. And they were like, Yeah, that's solid. Like you can't break that contract. You'll get sued. Yeah. So then I had to wait that. They were like, what's the date that that contract ends? And I was like, June 26th. They're like, okay. And then I got contacted from shed media to do
0: below deck adventure. Oh Lord. I was like, but you got called for the other. So those other two before the sailing yacht.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So like I was the, talking to so many different production companies and like casting directors for different concepts, different shows all in one year. So I was like, this is meant to be right. Right. And of course I was like, Oh my God, but my yachting career, this is social suicide. Um. But also I was like, I mean, how many people get reached out to and seen and like asked to be on this show or this show, or can you do this show? You know what I'm saying? Like, so I just felt like they, they really wanted me on it. And I, it was like, one it was one of my favorite shows, so I was like, oh, wow. "What are the odds that I'm getting asked to be on a, on one of my favorite shows on my favorite
0: network?" You know, right? Yeah, you want it like it's a yes destiny, or not right. right? Yeah, because you're like you said, like it feels like social suicide, but at the same time, you're taking a risk for maybe something bigger on the other side.
2: Yeah, and I I definitely joined yachting late. I think I was 31, turning 32. So I was like, really though, how far can I go in yachting at this age? You there, know what I mean. Yeah, those
0: are all good points. Yeah. And also,
2: if I'm gonna go on reality TV and make that decision, I like I'm making it as a grown ass adult. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And because I believe in my talents and myself, that I was like, even if it doesn't work out, like I'm still gonna be successful. I'm still gonna be fine. You know, yeah. there's someone's gonna see me somewhere and give me my my chance you know to shine so those that was like my thought process so australia didn't work out because um the other contract then shed media called about adventure and i was like i'm already in talks with 51 minds and they were like oh, okay never mind okay and then on june 20th like no probably like june 20th 51 minds called me and they're like your contract expires with the other company in like a week So we're going to fly you to Fort Lauderdale tomorrow (laughs) to take another course just in case, because there was talks about me being a deckhand. Oh, so they put me up in like Fort Lauderdale for three weeks. I took a bunch of courses and then they sent me the contract to fly to Spain to do sailing.
1: Nice.
2: Yeah. That's
1: so awesome though. Like how that (laughs) all the moving parts ended up working out at least, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It did. It was crazy. It was just such a long process. And, you know, like you build relationships with these casting directors and um, you always think it's going to go different than it actually does go. <laughs> and like, yeah, no one like prepares you. you. No one prepares you. Like people can say as much as they want, like about reality TV, but no one prepares you for the like overnight fame, quote unquote, or like how to unwind once you the camera stopped rolling and settle in back into your regular life. Um. So it's all very like shock to the system, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like now, like, you talking about the decompressing and stuff. Like, kind of, you got there after like this whole journey of like mm-hmm. the back and forth and the back and forth, which yeah, is crazy. I was so invested
2: like, already that I couldn't say no.
0: Because also your season didn't air that long ago but because we've had since your season we've had med og australia and adventure it's like wait a minute some of those happened before you filmed that you know because of like how the airing schedule is and stuff so it was Mm -hmm. just like that turnaround like yours is so much shorter and those ones especially like we all know that those like first shows like those first seasons kind of are a while after they've been recorded and stuff but that's still just like crazy considering like adventure just finished this week and so
2: so like our reunion aired in June right June
0: yeah Yeah. it was so I know I know it was this year but like when you were like I don't blame you for saying like March 2020 because it felt like it was just then so like yeah it is your like do you feel like there was like that you know walk us through like the immediate decompress and then like obviously once the show aired and like what life is like now like are you back to kind of focusing more on dancing or doing nautical stuff in San Diego or you know kind of how has that been since the show so, so
2: after well after I quit I stayed in Spain the rest of the year oh yeah I, I was living my best life I was working I was just living out there like El Chapo I had all this money. <laughs>
1: Love a nomad. I was,
2: I was like taking lovers, like from Italy, and
0: oh, <laughs> okay, yes, taking lovers. That life way better than the yachty life. respect I love the
1: shift. You're like, well, I quit, but I'm staying here, and I'm gonna live my best life. And also, I sure now did. that you
0: reminded us, I like. I feel like both India and I talked about this, like respecting so much that you recognized what was best for yourself above everything, and just saying like, mm. I need to take myself out of this. Like, well, respect because that's the hardest. I feel like that's the hardest thing for people to do. But sometimes that's the right thing. You know, the hardest thing is the right thing.
2: Yeah. Um. Well, I'm a grown ass person too. Like, I had I've We're had like a twenty something. I've had so many lives in such a short amount of time where, like, I know when something is not right, and I know that I was being gaslighted on a daily basis from multiple people. Um. Uh, which is really it's really disheartening because you know we do like a psychological test before we go on the show, and mm-hmm. they know everything about me. Like they know that I'm a survivor of domestic violence and nar- narcissistic abuse. So mm-hmm. I feel like them knowing that and how far I've come, like with therapy before I even got on the show, to put me in a room full of narcissists and watch me crumble and gaslight me when I spoke up for myself really re-traumatized me. And let's not even add on the racial trauma that mm. black Americans deal with on top of that. So I feel like it was really damaging. I couldn't articulate it. Um, I was drinking too much to cope with the trauma and, that, and the re triggering, reactivating my wounds (laughs) and my PTSD. And, you know, whether it's for ratings or for a storyline, they literally like watched me fall apart and then convinced me it was my fault. So I know that like from a viewer standpoint, I walked off with my head high with dignity and grace and took responsibility for myself. But I was also being manipulated into quitting. Mm. Where, where you need that one person to say, it's not you, you're not going crazy. And instead of having a talk with my cast mates about racial comments or microaggressions, they were coming to me like, you need to chill out, you need to fix this, you need to give these people a break, you need to be nicer, you need to be more patient. I was, that's narcissistic abuse. Yeah. And I was, re-experiencing exactly what I went through with my ex that I was with for four years you know and yeah you don't know who to trust you it's it's crazy making they were making me crazy and then you know like they cut out my entire life story I shared so many stories about this and like um I think they they didn't they only showed one thing about my past which was my dance video yeah that was it but like I think what they do is like the people, the cast members who you see get to share their backstory. Those are the ones that they're grooming to put on future seasons. So it's almost like they already knew that that I was just going to be thrown away like yesterday's newspaper and I was disposable. That's how it felt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was under the disguise of that they really care and they're worried about my mental health. And so when I watched it and there was no mention of all of the, adversity that I've overcome from losing my father young, my brother, um, like being a Black person in yachting, being um, queer, being mixed, all the reasons they even put me on the show, like they didn't show any of it. Just like That's being a survivor like of domestic violence, like I'm a mental health advocate, they didn't show any of it. All they showed was my reactive abuse from people saying shit to me yeah they didn't show what led up to it who said what and they just showed me you know getting wasted and lashing out and from from what i saw i didn't if they thought that had that was an attitude and they thought that was crazy they did not see crazy then which (laughs) we can say in that sense um in a sick way, we could say that the editors and the producers really maybe did care about me a little bit. And we're like, we can't show this. It's too dark or too sad. Or, you know, we don't want to we don't yeah. want to do be like that. So my producer, who I love, she was part of the editing process. And I do think she was protecting me as best as
0: she could. Yeah,
2: you know, so it's so complicated. But like,
0: there's so- just so many elements that go into it. And so yeah. many people who get their hands in it that then ah. it totally distorts like what you wanted to put your message out there versus what mm-hmm. the final product looks like
1: but the irony is is that I feel like you got a lot of love and like empathy and like good positive like feedback about your like,
0: yeah, your for, like, season you and got being got on the season
2: messaging there I, I-, I got all oh, the validation right. that I didn't get from my cast members all the reassurance from the producers. I got all of that from the fans. Good. And good. and other people that understand it, like understood or have been in my position. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really like, war- it really warmed my heart. Like, cause it was, it, you know, it took like eight months for the show to air. So this whole time, that whole time in between I had, st- debilitating anxiety which I've, all cast members get like how are they gonna portray me what are they gonna do are they gonna show this are they gonna show that mm-hmm. but like for a whole eight months you can't say anything about it and then um I didn't know how it's gonna be received by the audience and so for eight months I was like
0: struggling
2: before the show aired but li- living my best life in Spain so it was like neither- like once I let it go so both was,
0: like, can be true like you can yeah, be experiencing yeah. both at the same time yeah that's right.
2: Life. Yeah, and I did, and then the show aired when I was in, doing Caribbean season, and like I felt like the House of Cards was falling. Okay. I felt like, oh. Also, though, I will add, I was like, I am fucking funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm you, like, got,
2: you got I'm validation
0: like, on. Yes. The you were <laughs> like, yes, bitch. That's called a joke. And and I'm gonna different. tell you something. You know, drinking, no drinking. I've never seen anybody fall out of a hot tub so beautifully, like the dancer <laughs> in you. You were like holding these muscles. I don't know if you've listened to the episodes where I've I fell out of a bar a few months ago and I rolled, I sprained both of my ankles, so did <laughs> not do the same thing. We're both
1: very klutzy and break things and
0: sprain well, things. I might so have to admire now. So but it's i also like this is i like
1: <laughs> <laughs> be sloppy
2: um, drunk, but make it fashion listen that was fashion but that like was
0: you, 10 out of 10. i was like i'm gonna look like that falling out of high key not a joke <laughs> right. Right. I
2: Fell out of a bunk in my bikini and like bashed my head on like the other bunk i was Ooh. like wow <laughs> and then like they didn't they didn't show like i fell down the stairs like the like the i was like wet or something and i fell down the stairs and I was like, oh my God, I fell down the stairs and no one saw it. What a shame. It was like really funny and really graceful. Like, as
1: well. I
0: need that for the should they should have shown episode. I know. I love yeah. It.
1: Yeah. But um, you, and I know your relationship with alcohol is clearly something that you're working on and working through, but yeah. you were such a truth teller, both sober and drunk that like you, like, I feel like no one had any choice, but to like just be team Gabby, at least to us. We were oh. like, Oh, we're such team Gabby.
0: Right. And well, you can't tell we decide it. who we stand right away.
1: Yeah.
2: It's just that I think I have, I'm an empath for sure. Mm-hmm. I have a very strong intuition. Um I think that's why I had an unhealthy relationship with alcohol to suppress it. So I can just get along and fit in with everyone. Because when you see the truth, it's really hard to fake it. hmm and um I think some people can pick up on that and they get uncomfortable because I'm everyone's mirror. Like I match energy, boo. So like I'm gonna give you what you give me.
1: Oh, we we're this is, we are the spiritual like I have tarot cards <laughs> sitting right in front of me and crystals everywhere. So we are on the same wavelength over here. <laughs>
2: but like it's just like I'm a really nice person too. So like all that stuff you saw with Ashley, like I I dead ass thought we were friends. I did not know she was talking so much shit about me to literally everyone. And if you watch it back, the only time I'm speaking, talking shit about her is under my breath to myself when I'm cleaning up after her or doing her job. Like I didn't go ear to ear to anyone that would listen and be like, oh, Ashley, this Ashley, that I didn't even feel I didn't even tell Daisy my concerns with her because I'm not a snitch where I come from. Just- oh, India, India's yeah. all
0: about not snitching life. Sometimes for work, I'm like, we But have then to- it
2: blows and up in my face. And then and yeah. every I think everyone was threatened by me. And so it was easier for them to gang up on me than to get to
0: know me. Um, no one really tried You're to like get- no, no, you were like, I'm not fucking around here.
2: No, and and then, you know, when I feel like I'm being undermined or disrespected on a daily basis, and that one night out I'm taking shots at everyone, it's gonna come out. Yeah. You know, I think Colin said in, an, in like in one of our his one on one interviews, like, well, that's one thing about yachting is that you have to have respect for everyone on the clock and off the clock. I'm like, OK, but none of y'all respect me on the clock and you want me to be all friendly on our one night out when
1: we're drinking too much ain't going to happen. Yeah, no. <laughs> and energy so- matches energy. So if you're going to give so- me like you can't expect for me to always admit this like positive. I'm just going to be silent energy. If you give me bullshit back, I'm going to match your energy to a certain extent, especially if you're drinking. And that's when the gloves kind of come right. off. And well, I
2: mean, the show, see, like after I left the show and I was in Spain, I didn't get blackout drunk. I didn't get in fights with anyone. I didn't, you know, get hammered and like randomly hook up with people. And I was like, okay, so those are symptoms of something else and they're Mm -hmm. situational, right? Because if I'm around the right environment, around people that lift me up, that encourage me, that treat me with respect, that love me, like it brings out the best in me. Exactly. You know, so the whole rest of the year when I was in Spain, everything was fine. Everything was great. I made a bunch of new friends. had a boyfriend for like two seconds but then of course he went to bali to work on a boat and never saw him again (laughs) oh god (laughs) it's okay that that would stress me out i'd be like where did you okay it was fun while it lasted Mm -hmm. um and then i came and then i went to the caribbean right um in january of 2022 and then the show started airing in february or march so this time last year was airing right and then once the show started airing, I got re-triggered, re-traumatized, reactivated. And I was experiencing all of that shit all over again. And again, it was like a a slow decline of my mental health. And I wasn't even really watching the show. But you know, I see Reddit threads, I see tw- Twitter, I see Instagram, get right. like, DMs. I'm like, like I was busy
0: working and like are not seeking it out, but they're like. It's that thing where like you're not sticking out, but people are still in your thing. When
1: the show started airing that you say you just got retriggered and you like all of the reddit feeds and the Twitter feeds and right how, once you realized I was, or oof. I feel at least to me, the feedback was more positive towards you. but what was your experience with the feedback? and were you able to like focus more on the positive than the than the negative or did the negative creep its way mm-hmm. into like your psyche more than um, the good oh, things that is a good question um I
2: think that because I didn't like I after the show I didn't go back to therapy so I never finished my healing process for mm-hmm. all the stuff that has happened to me before the show right um because I was in a safe place and I was happy and I was doing my thing in Spain that I just was like oh, I'm fine and then I saw how not fine I was when the show came out and the only people I could talk to it about were people that worked on the show, right? Like the other producers, the PR people. And and they are there to, you know, put out fires and help you manage your image and the show's image. Mm-hmm. So like, my phone is ringing. Hold on, sorry. Good. i have watch ringing. That's weird. Um, so like, I was very lost and very alone, and I, I want to say like I'm a, I'm emo. I am straight up. So like, I've always
0: been. I'm very sensitive. sun and rising. So yeah, water sign. You're in tune with your feelings, which is a good thing.
2: Yeah. Right. But to see when I think about stuff like that, yeah. it also explains my unhealthy um, approach with alcohol because if someone's having all these intense feelings all the time and you feel like people don't relate to you, people don't get it. I try to suppress it with, I used to try to suppress it with alcohol to feel more normal and more balanced and not so intense and not so feeling based, you know, which obviously does not work, <laughs> but like, um, yeah. So that I was just like re re traumatized and re triggered and I was working. I could not, I was on a different time zone and like, just, therapy didn't seem um accessible so um i went back to my old coping skill and just like fell off the wagon and just spiraled more how i stayed out of forums and like twitter threads literally fight like air fighting everyone i don't know i really don't know because i did find myself defending myself a lot being defensive um which is never a good look, but like, I couldn't just hold it in all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And you, as you guys know, you know about energy and vibrations and all of that. So I felt like obviously negative energy carries more weight Mm -hmm. than positive. So I could see a hundred positive supportive messages, which I see. So thank you everyone that has been supporting me. Um, It didn't go unnoticed, but the negative comments carried more weight and they hurt more. I mean, I'm watching people online psychoanalyze me, um, diagnose me. um, And, you know, I, I don't know if, how the other signs are, but as a Scorpio, I'm really self-reflective. And I'm real with myself, which is why I could be so fucking real with everyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, there were some comments where I was like, hmm, maybe that might be true. That might be true. Like, yeah, I am a mean drunk. But it's coming from a place of pain that you caused. So when I was like, well, you deserved it. (laughs) Like Marcos, everything I said to you, you deserved it. But then there was the other part of me, like the self-reflecting, like how can I be a better person side that was like, damn, like you let them see you sweat. You let them get to you. You gave them that power. And yeah, everyone should be treated with respect. But like I was fighting for my life, girl. Like, yeah. I like no one is advocating for me, so I have to advocate for myself.
0: Yeah, and um, it's like you're being like you said. The weight of like one negative comment, it just like gut punches you. Like even when somebody like disagrees with us, but it like talks bad about the people we like on this show, like replies, I just mute it because I'm like I can't see that right now. Like
1: <laughs> this is oh not. my or, like, Even
0: I- says something just like and. Again, we said, I am the petty commenter on our thing, but I do try, I, I, you know, sometimes Satan wins, but I do try to not write like malicious things that like, I think would be hurtful. Yeah. If somebody wrote I, that about me, you know, like I might comment on a situation rather than like the quality of a person, but let's not review yeah. all the tweets to see if that's true or not. But I, well, I do try up here.
2: I've, I've been dragging certain cast members on the newer seasons, like with no shame
0: um but like <laughs> but you're also coming from oh. the experience like
2: right but like and I, some of them deserve know,
0: like, it because there's a lot of
1: underlying microaggressions that mm-hmm. need to be addressed and I think you do address them on at least on Twitter I see that you you address them and you're like now I, I do that yeah you're like especially when you say like I hope Alyssa doesn't spiral like now that mm-hmm. um Satan what's her name um
2: who <laughs> cares Bella's <laughs>
1: gone like <laughs> you know but I do want to say yeah. like when you are when you still have unhealed trauma like your ego brain is like ruling you to a certain extent and so you have to constantly like tell your ego brain to shut the fuck up because they don't know what they're talking about but yeah. when you're not in that space to be able to like shut that part of your brain down you're going to focus on like feeding like giving that ego the negative feedback that you're used to and that you're accustomed. I have
2: to like pay attention as well still to like the physiological changes in my body when I'm triggered. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that like being sober has helped me because like if I do see a comment or I get get clapped at like on the internet, if I can physically feel the changes in my body, I'm like, let me take a breath and not respond right away. But Mm -hmm. like if I would have been responding to the negative tweets during the airing of the show while I was still drinking, it would have been all bad and I wouldn't have been ha- been able to handle people coming for me, mm-hmm. but now I'm not like, I haven't been sober for six months or something. This is all new. Um, it's been sober January for me. So Yay! it's been a month. Yeah. Um, but like, even with one month of not drinking, when I am responding, I can do it more eloquently and like from an educated place instead of a wounded place. Mm -hmm. so that's why you like if you've been following me for a while you're seeing that i am speaking up now about the racism i see on the show it's a pattern every i'm sick of seeing it it's such an easy trope it's such a cheap shot um unfortunately it is an accurate representation of yachting in that way but it's also hurtful and uh, disheartening to see i thought i was going to be different because Remember, like before me, it was the Lexi, and then the Raina seasons aired right before mine, and I remember watching Raina season. On that a was boat, a tough
0: season on
2: a boat, literally shaking and crying, and like because my show was hadn't aired yet. I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna do this to me. When they promised me that they weren't, when they promised me I was gonna be different, that I was gonna be the star of the show, that I was that they loved everything I stand for and that like, they wanted me to, you know, I thought it was going to change and stop with me. I thought it was going to be different. I thought I was going to be the different one. I thought, oh, they're going to redeem themselves with me. And they did it. They tried with the, with the like leaving certain shit out of the, I guess the season. But trust me, if they would have shown everything that everyone didn't said, everyone would be in hot water. It's not it's not like they did me any favors because
0: yeah. they didn't kind of air the like the worst and unseemly parts of the other cast members that, like you said, they mm-hmm. know that they're going to have a continuous relationship with. They're like, oh, these are the people we're going to keep moving on with. So we can't make them look. And mm-hmm. like, you know, you don't have to speak on any of your cast members. But I do feel like, you know, we enjoyed Daisy fine, but I did feel like sometimes she enjoyed, because even after you were replaced with Scarlett, it was like, she kind of liked when the other two stews were fighting, because then she didn't really have to be in any mix, you know, and, like, sometimes we'd we'll just say stuff, like, to, I and I can't remember off the top, but, like, to one or two of them, and maybe it was, like, to Ashley, because she was, like, 23, because, like, I feel like that age uh, gap, too, played, what, like, a what cool was really, dynamic.
2: I agree with everything you just said, but, like, um, what was really telling to me was at the reunion of how hell bent Daisy was on not saying anything nice to me or about me on camera. And like the way she kept defending Ashley and saying when she said she reminds me a lot of me when I was younger. I'm like, ooh, you're going to say that. out that's, that's not a good look. look. Yeah, that's like,
0: OK, that's Even if that was true. I would never say well,
2: <laughs> you know what I was thinking. I was like, OK, so you were a jealous and secure hater ass bitch, too. And that's why you allowed her to behave this way. Okay. Because you're a grown hater ass bitch now.
0: You just hide it
2: better. You just hide it better. So I low key think that she sided with Ashley immediately. And like, because whenever I did come to her with problems, she would talk me down invalidate me, say that I was tripping that like, there were other times where like, you know, if she went on a break and I was in charge of lunch service, she would be like okay be nice be nice to Ashley and I'd be like I was like what is going on did I miss something what do you mean be nice to Ashley She'd be like no I'm just saying be patient with her be nice and I'm like that was my first like oh something's going on that I'm unaware of
1: yeah and you're siding with I'm, the wrong team here
2: Call me I'm not na- tell me I'm naive I guess still at this old age but like I think that Maybe I am because I don't live in hater girl world. I haven't lived there since high school. Right. Mm -hmm. I left that shit in my twenties in my early twenties. And I was never one of them. It was always me. I'd walk into a new job and all the bitches hated me immediately. It was just, it's just a story of my life. I just didn't think that was still happening in my thirties in such a prestigious industry. Like I didn't expect it. Um, Obviously I saw season two and I thought me and Daisy were going to be best friends. And literally all of my, I don't know if I manifested it, but like all my worst fears and all of the things my therapist and I talked about before I went on the show came true. Even when the show aired, like the worst case scenario, the worst. Yeah. I went in on the defense and it was night one when I was like, Oh, I can't trust these folks. Like I'm not, I can't be vulnerable with these people because it was simple things like a week in where someone someone referred to my hair as pubes, said they looked like pubes, mm-hmm. and I addressed it with the whole group about how that's a microaggression and how it made me feel uncomfortable, and everyone ganged up on me and then said that I was calling that person racist when I wasn't and Mm -hmm. that was like early in and I was like oh oh you guys are like that
1: okay yeah was it a cast member who said that your hair looked like pubes
2: yeah he made he made a quote-unquote joke like jokes that I would laugh off in high school that I don't laugh off anymore because Um, it's not
1: funny it's not funny you look like a (laughs) pube if I'm guessing who it is they look like a pube so
0: (laughs) <laughs> but like um, what you need to get disappointed <laughs> offline that's oh, all i'm say. so defensive you right mean. now like i <laughs> like fight like so, i know violence. i'm just saying like you're guessing it's one and then it's like the one you don't expect or something we whatever like a, we can um what's it called like debate in our minds but like right.
2: i'll leave it up to your so imagination bad. but like, like i think that com- like oh, being you're just as guilty as the person saying the comments so if yeah. you don't say do anything call someone out or you You person that is being microaggressed, then you're part of the problem. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I felt early in, I couldn't trust these people that they're not allies, they are not gonna have my back. And I was alone. I was a lone wolf. And I'm like, here we go. Story of my life. I'm the lone wolf again. I'm gonna have to be doing the windmill all the time. And defending myself and my honor all the time because these people are committed to misunderstanding me they're not interested in getting to know me no one asked me any questions about my life where i'm from my story nothing and every time i did try to talk ashley cut me off and i had to check her ass more than one time And then i was angry and aggressive and calm down it was so frustrating and this was like the first weekend and i was like i'm doomed i knew it i was like i'm doomed. like so yeah there was like the pube comment Uh, when we had our Black charter guest, someone was using Av when they were speaking to them, when they don't talk like that. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? There was someone that saw a Black guy on the street. There's not a lot of Black people in Spain. So someone saw a Black guy on the street with an afro and said, look, Gabby, your brother. And then everyone started laughing. And then I was like, well when you're stolen from your country and you're brought here and raped and pillaged and colonized yeah we all look alike and everyone got quiet there was crickets like i think that's a, that's racial abuse and it definitely is and when i said anything or showed that i was you know uncomfortable it was like i ha- i was the problem and i had to, i had to be quiet and so then i would get drunk and i would curse everyone the fuck out so so when you see interviews with other cast members when they're like Gabby made us all miserable oh it was way worse she got a good edit I'm like (sighs) and then I couldn't say anything in defense because of contracts or because the PR people or because the producers were like it's better to just be the bigger person and take the high road I'm like how much abuse can I take before I go off the rails and pop off you know what I'm saying yeah for sure like, why do I have to be the whipping boy? Why do I have to be the scapegoat of everything? Like, you guys know my life story and you know what I've been through and you're doing this to me, really? Like, mm. why do you want to destroy me? Like, what the fuck did I do to you? Right. You know? And before, like, this year, like, the end of last year, I couldn't even talk about this still without going back
1: into, like, the dark place. And I'm so happy that you... Smile- <laughs> we're glad and we are like we're glad that you feel comfortable enough to like discuss these things with us and feel like you're in a space where you can discuss them and like this is a safe space to do so um just probably all of that stuff i'm
2: ever saying any of this on a podcast because it was always like watch what you say blah, blah 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 and i don't know if i'm gonna get a call to do another season or not but i need people to know like who i am and what i went through and if they don't put me on another season, then it, then it's, they're fucking up. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. Like, their like, issue is not off. your issue. And again, if you've listened to, we're big believers and like, what's like meant for you is for you and what's not, is not. And I think, I hate the thought of like, you know, putting up cast members like yourself or Rainer or Lexi, like just to watch people of color suffer again and watch black people specifically like deal again. But at the same time, it's like, it's clearly a pattern. Like, this is an issue systemically, whether it's in yachting, whether it's in reality TV. Like, because we experienced that, like, post 2020, all these Bravo shows, as they tried to integrate their cast, it was always that cast member of color had to deal with all the bullshit. Like, Garcelle yeah. Jose, world famous actress. Dylan and then there's Marvel, like, then there's, you like, know, the Token everything.
2: and the like model minorities uh, trope that they play, like Wes and MZ. Mm -hmm. Like they're the good black boys. So they don't, they get all the press and well, not West, but like, he's kind of boring, but like, um, Z, like they get, see, this is a good example of a black person. He doesn't have a problem. He's not angry. So we're going to reward him by giving him more press and putting him on more shows just to show all you other black people that you were the problem, because then like ignorant audience members are going to be like, well, Z and Toomey and -and so-and-so didn't have an issue and they were fine. And that dismisses and invalidates mine, Lexi, Reina, Simone's mm-hmm. experience on the show. But like, also, if you look at it, what was the difference? We're all Black Americans as well. Yep. And we have a completely different experience with racism than an English Black person or a South African Black person. And it seems at this point, it is an obvious pattern. Um, at this point, I don't want them to cast Black Americans on the show anymore. If I'm gonna have to keep watching them be abused and and made to look like the crazy problem. And for the audience members to just can't salivate at the thought to be able to criticize the black person on the show. And it just honestly, and on Twitter, girl, you know it's like your racism
0: showing, like mm-hmm. it's know? always really obvious. And even like the Alyssa thing, like, you know, she's for one a human. To experiencing a lot of the same things you've been describing we're sure you know in terms of just like the isolation the trauma you know regardless of whether or not we know her history like you can see on screen like that but look
2: they're on the same episode that I was when I started to fall apart when now Alyssa is getting retaliated against from Ben because he got she supposedly got her girlfriend fired no Camille got herself fired and now she can sense that there's a a shift in the energy, and that she's the target of it. um So yeah, I I agree. I can see it. She's also like young, way younger than me, and I'm just like, all oh, baby girl. I would. We were friends before she got casted on the show. I wish she would have reached out to me. But they put it in your head, you can't tell anyone, you can't do this, you can't. You know what I'm saying? So like, right. I would have told her, like, don't let them catch you slipping, girl. <laughs> like,
0: she you know, to an extent, too. You yeah, know. but she
2: probably thought she was going to be different too, just like I did. And like, so I'm going to go for back bet- to back for Lisa. So yeah, she's been saying some shitty things, especially when she's drunk, but I did the same thing and I know why she's doing it.
0: Well, like you said, it was coping that I was gonna say to you, yeah. like she's had this certain, like, you know, we see things We're like, oh, don't do it. Don't do it. But like, she is trying to deal with, and like you said, she's much younger. And I feel yeah. like when you're younger, you don't have that life experience to know, like, it's going to be okay. So you just get like more
2: yeah and that's not who she is like no one is who they are when they're being like traumatized or abused like that's not the real you that's not who you are as a person uh and and being around shitty people can bring it out in you yes you know know what what i mean like i don't know it's just really sad like i'm about to stop watching the show like for good because it's not good for my mental health now especially when I see a black person on there being treated the same way and then I see all of the hateful racist comments on Twitter and in podcasts and I'm just like for myself I can't hear this I can't see this and when I've had other black yachties DM me and be like hey they reached out to me tell me the truth do you think I should do it I'm like no Pick another show. Yeah, just Don't do it. I'm Get like anything else. No, because they're going to go on, be the token. And they're going to think that this pattern is going to end with them. And they're going to be the one to save the day. And they're not. And I'm not trying to lead my people off a cliff.
0: Yeah, it's and so disheartening. It's because
2: the trauma that you're going to deal with after it. There's not going to be anyone there to pick up the pieces from production. It's going to be you putting out money for therapy, trying to save whatever reputation or image you have left and deal with that all on your own. Yeah. I'm not lying to my people. No. You know? So, I mean, unless Bravo wants to start a diversity and inclusion sector in the production company and hire me for it as an advocate for their Black cast members... Mm -hmm. Or hire me on the the casting team or let me be in the field as an ally for the one minority to speak to off camera Mm -hmm. to help them get through it, then I'm not supporting it anymore. Like, period. Yes. Uh uh. Poor Nathan, too. Like, he's
0: a friend of mine, and I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I feel like he was getting a lot of shit for no reason. Because I was like, he's. harmless and sweet and like 22 (laughs) like leave the child stunning and he's black that's the problem and every time he was doing like I felt like he was doing the right thing for the guest like so we recorded this week's episode a little bit before this and I was like I was talking about how Jess had me stressed out like the cat some of the cats just had me stressed out but I was like but I love Nathan because like you know, he's just like has his head down, and is doing his job, and then he also likes to engage with the guests. Mm-hmm. Like he was always like just putting one hundred percent with the guests, and those are the people giving you the tip money. Like, yeah. yes, the boat needs to be clean, but you also need them to be happy. And He was always like super charismatic with the guests, yeah. and um, the guests um, always request the guests. Yeah, the
2: guests are always like, "Can we bring Nathan? Can Nathan come?" And you know what? Low key, imagine if you're the guest. Like, I mean, the crewmate like Mike that never gets invited anywhere, and the
0: guests don't even know you're there. <laughs>
2: I'd be, maybe I'd oh, be. <laughs> he,
0: he was present. He was on the yeah.
2: show. Every time he pops up on screen, I'm like, who that? Oh.
0: <laughs> I forgot you were there.
1: <laughs> oh, you again.
2: Oh, Do you I appear
0: on this boat too? He's just
2: yeah, like a caveman. Like, container ships. Like, <laughs> beating
0: his chest. And I'm just like, who is this little man? I Where did appreciate woman? that you tweeted, like, because I, like I like many people, was like, oh, Below Deck Adventure. Like, I want something to happen. You know, like, we do want drama and, yeah. like, the sick viewers in us. And so I was like, nothing is happening on this show. But, like, it is true. Like, it's nice that you had a cast that, like, you know, there was, like, the petty drama of, like, oh, I really need help. Like, workplace drama. You yeah. know, like, oh, I need help. And they're, like, not doing a part of the group project. And the but majority is, of people...
2: Like, and everyone's, like, the fans' reactions because they're addicted to the drama version of Below Deck are like, it's so boring. That's yachting. That's real yachting. It yeah. is not as exciting and salacious as everyone thinks. Like, it's boring. And, like, you know, when people are like, is real yachting like Below Deck? Like, in, on some boats, it's worse than Below Deck. But, like, all the previous seasons, there's the, it's just a caricature of real yachting. Um, so Below Deck Adventure was the most accurate version of Below Deck that I've ever seen. And it was so wholesome. And I wasn't like, like watching Monday's episode of Below Deck with Camille and Ben making out and then like the weird no. sex in the shower. I was just, and Ross is ugh, just Ross in general. I was just so, I felt dirty. I felt gross.
0: I'm like very confused knowing now that he used to date Elizabeth. I'm like, I just, I can kind of picture the dynamic, but I can't picture the dynamic. Like, I'm so it confused. Ick.
2: It gives me the ick. And like, and then are we just going to glaze over the fact that he said he used to be live in a polyamorous community or a poly- polygamous group? He was a part of a polygamous oh, yeah.
0: Group.
1: Um, oh, I wanted to know more about that and that he's, I, ha- he beats his I was meat just 14 about his times health. a day.
0: I was concerned. <laughs> I said, that's something we start to professional. Like you're talking to, you're talking to two b- public health professional, former counselor, psychologist, like we have concerns. This is a sex positive podcast, but it's also right. not like a 14 times a day with yourself.
2: But why is sex? Like, that's a lot extent? of time. There's why 24 why? hours. But like, why is a sex addiction something you like brag about and laugh about? Like, you don't someone someone go, Well, you know, I'm a total crackhead and so a heroin addict. So <laughs> it's not funny. I don't want to see you shooting up at work.
0: I mean, Fraser Literature is like, you have to talk to someone. <laughs> like Frazier. There's,
2: there's a lot of issues. Like, I will say, like, seafarers and mariners like are off. We are not normal people. Well, you know, I've realized that maybe I am more normal than I thought because the people that thrive wow. in this industry and that go far, they're off. Like you have to be absolutely bonkers to be able to work in an environment where everyone has an ego problem. There's, they're literally clinical narcissists but narcissists get rewarded and get ahead. That mm-hmm. um, like when people manipulate There's sexual assault, sexual harassment, racism, running rampant. For the people that are like, I've been in the industry for 20 years. I'm like, are you good?
0: <laughs> and they're not. Then kind of like
2: Maybe if I fit in so well, then that would be the problem. And I would have to look into it.
0: Yes. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of like the, like there's the fan favorites for drama, but I also feel like there's the fan favorites that like you see, like after two seasons, they're like, I'm good. Like I did it. I, you know, like you said, I wanted this new experience. I wanted to see if this was something for me mm-hmm. to be on television. And they're like, and then they, and also they like leave yachting behind the scenes you know go do something else do no you- oh no, go ahead
2: no you go ahead
0: I was gonna say you mentioned Nathan and Alyssa do you have like any other friends that are like live in the below deck universe if you will like in the below deck cinematic universe that are like were friends of yours before maybe or are friends of yours now because you got in touch from being both being on one of the franchises
2: um yeah it's funny it's like most of the black people um, so Tumi and I were friends before Below Deck because she had a podcast called Diversity in Yachting, uh-huh. and she interviewed me as a guest for her podcast. And then she got a permanent job, and she asked me to take over for her and host that podcast. Um, so then I took over and I hosted the podcast. But then later on, she revealed that she, the job she left for was Below Deck. <laughs> and I was like,
0: <laughs> Oh, my God.
2: I'm like, wait, I'm currently filming Below Deck.
0: Is that like, what? This was well before you both filmed. So, you to-
2: so, so we were friends before we both got casted and filmed. But like, I was texting her while I was filming. Like, girl, I have this third stew. She's such a pill. Like, what do I do? And she was talking me through it. But I didn't tell her I was filming. And then I was like, where have you been? Like, I haven't talked to you in a few months. And she's like, oh, I just finished filming Below Deck. And I was like, I'm filming right now. She's like, shut up! Um, I'm like I am. Wow. Yeah. So Tumi and I had already been friends, and we like, were, we created a community in yachting for just black yachties. So like, we had a WhatsApp group where it's just black yachties from around the world offering advice, where so you can vent, posting jobs, all of that. Um. So her and I were friends because of the Diversity in Yachting podcast, and then. Adrian, Adrian gang from season one. We, I don't remember how we started talking. I must have reached out like, girl, my, my season's about to air and I need help or something. But I feel like we were friends before that. I just don't remember how, um, I don't remember how, but she was like my below deck fairy godmother where she like held my hand through the whole process and gave me a platform. Like her platform She has
0: her podcast. Yeah. Yeah. probably had a rough time with her like i came to the below deck like in the pandemic so i was like late to the game but i've seen you know clips of her first season and it mm-hmm. seems like she was not well received by her castmates
2: yeah she totally got screwed over um big time cuz she helped create the show oh wow yeah and um she was supposed to she's a chef she's not a stew so then they oh, were wow. well, she helped create it and they were like well you're going to be on it and we're going to make you chief stew and she was like oh okay and then kate chastain was like no i want to be on the show and totally got replaced adrian and got her booted
0: took oh. her job
2: she came for her neck and took her job um yes. so and you know she had a really tough time so she was a- we were able to like relate on that and she was able to talk me through it um who else natasha from below deck sailing season two um We weren't friends before the show. Oh, the chef, the chef, the Mm -hmm. chef from Trinidad. Yeah, but she reached out to me when the show started airing and was like, "Girl, are you okay?" And I'm like, "No, bitch, I'm not okay." (laughs) Because she's another
0: (laughs) again, like woman of color, got a lot of mixed, you know, feedback back and forth. Also had shit with Daisy too, so
2: she was like, she kind of was like. I'm not gonna tell. I can't say names. I can't name names. But someone that works on production told me what they're doing to you. Ooh. And she, she's like, I want to know if you're okay. Like, if you need. That's really
0: kind of her. her."
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And she told me what they, what the person that worked on production told her, which was crazy, crazy shit. That was. I was like, this is insane like is this real life and she was like this is what i heard so i just want to make sure you're okay and i'm like i'm okay so we've become really good friends um but also like i would be talking to all the black people on bravo i'm like i'm like friends with with mikhail mia lucia from southern hospitality Hi, mia uh, yeah i love maya, Mia, maya from like uh winter house Oh yeah, we like her.
1: Oh, we love Maya. And,
2: like, there's just there's not a lot a lot of us on these shows except unless you're on the Real Housewives of Atlanta or Potomac. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've reached out to other Black cast members on Bravo, not just Bravo. I'm talking like TLC. I'm always like, yo, you good? I see you, and and like that right. happens. Um, and it's nice to have that community. But yachting wise. Casey and I are really good friends. She called me yesterday because of their their finale party. And she was just like filling me in. She, same thing. It's like, what do I do now? Like, where do I go from here? Like, how do I handle this? And I'm just like, now I'm talking her through it. Um, Nathan and I are good friends too. Um, Anastasia from Below Deck Med. She was bird, more like- The she chef, was, right?
0: Yeah. third slash chef. Queen. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so
2: she talked me through, like, held my hand through the yachting process. We, but because this was before I got on the show. Okay. So any questions I had about yachting and how to get started, she helped me with that.
0: Cool.
2: Uh, that's about it, I think. Oh, Frasier. Frasier and I are really cool. Yeah. But then I saw him in a group photo with like Daisy and Courtney. And then I'm like, mm, I don't know if we're going to be friends anymore. <laughs>
0: I mean, he seems like he schmoozes, you know, like he's good at networking, you know, like keeping it I, I am too. So pathetic with everybody. Cause when he hugged Camille this week, I was like, fake. <laughs> I miss her. Okay. Like,
2: I, I don't know why he was so concerned. Like, I would rather be hated by the people that suck than just try to keep it cool with everyone. Yeah. Because you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I think it's like definitely, or not definitely at all, but like, you know, everyone's like lived experience, like you know like feeds those different insecurities um do you have any other favorite bravo shows um that you like outside of this below deck franchise
2: i think i started falling off with the real housewives this year or like last year just because i was too busy and there's so many i'm like i can't keep up um but i do love the ultimate girls trip
0: yes Yes. i I love
2: that i live for those um now that New York is gone, like the Real Housewives of New York, I'm like, oh no, like that was my favorite franchise. Um,
0: the taste. So, so
2: the, all the Housewives, of course, but I I live for Ultimate Girls trips and I want them to like push those out more and more.
0: Um, you need Thailand. They're already filming Morocco. I need Thailand out and about. I guess, like yeah. I, need, I need to see all those. Yeah.
2: I just binge watched the Australia one. What is it? Um, the Real Housewives of
0: Melbourne Melbourne yeah they're so, so funny nuts. they're hilarious they're not well yeah, I haven't uh, seen that one yet um, and then you start talking in their accent too is like the problem i don't do it well at all and so it's just embarrassing but yes i love i love all of them including all the bad ones they're also all kind of bad that's the problem
2: first of all i am like a bravo fan like i have been forever now obviously i'm like butthurt and salty so now i'm like yeah. but i'm like why am i not on watch what happens live just like as a fan a super fan but like hello andy like or throw me behind the bar yes i'm a
0: bartender um, like- i think he replied to a tweet or like retweeted something and i agreed with because i kind of had this perspective watching the last episodes like we need a pair of um former below deck members of color on galley talk because it's like they're not picking like they're not picking up on the nuance and well, like if they, they do
2: i think they're just ignoring it flat out like like yeah. i can't see i'm blind yeah but-
1: <laughs> but I'm blind. i definitely think that they are because they they're smart enough and more intelligent enough to be able to do these things if they wanted they to. don't want to they don't care
2: but like if they do if they listen and they do put people of color on galley talk they're going to put Z into me
0: mm. because
2: they're the good ones they're the good blacks they're the but good I
0: feel color. like they'd still like be able to at least like bring attention to it you know like okay, in, I, don't I know think to be, to be like lighthearted. Like, I feel like they could at least be like really we're going to put this on this girl that's what we're doing you know like I feel like there's a way to begin that without, you know.
2: I definitely for they're afraid of it being too, serious. I'm too opinionated for their taste. I I just know because of the editing process. Like there was a lot of talks with the producers about like with me, like what are we gonna, what what do you want your story to be? And not everyone gets that privilege. I will admit, like, mm-hmm. and and they brought up the race stuff. Do we want to to do you want me to include that? And I basically was like, fuck no, because. I don't want another Raina Heather situation. I don't want the whole season to be about this. Mm-hmm. I want it to be lighthearted and funny um, as best as possible. Yeah. Um. So, you know, there were many times where like, you don't have to be carry the torch. You don't have to be the voice for, for all of this stuff.
1: Well, we've really enjoyed you, Gabby. And it really sounds like you were really a catalyst for some changes that, we hope to see in the Bravo space. Um, And so we want to leave with on a positive note of that, and just ask you, what are your intentions and goals for 2023? And just this new chapter of your life?
2: Oh, my gosh, like the list is so long. And my therapist is like one step at a time, okay, because I have this tendency to set big goals and overwhelm myself to where I can't do anything. So, um, I applied to get my yoga teacher training certificate. Um, yeah, so core power yoga was offering a BIPOC scholarship, right? So I applied Mm -hmm. and I find out next week if I got the scholarship. Um, so I'll be doing yoga teacher training, whether or not I get it this year. Um, I'm still working on a yacht a sailing yacht here in San Diego. Um, I also, it's temporary. So I applied for a chief stew position on another boat that I'm like top of the list. And I have an interview for that next week. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. um, I want to continue to travel. Um, but if I get this chief stew position, I will be staying put for a while, like a big girl job. Like, so, you know, stability is, like number one on my list this year. Mm -hmm. I've been traveling nonstop for three years and moving around for 10. So I'm like ready to be with my family and my friends and spend more time doing things I love. Like you will be seeing more dance videos that yes, we, love, we the love the dance videos. videos. We
0: literally had that on our notes. We're like, Yeah, are you doing more <laughs> dancing?
2: <laughs> I am, and like, I'm probably gonna start taking class again. Just it's my passion, it's my release, it keeps me sane. So, dancing will be happening, yoga, work, um, and family time. My mental health is still my priority. Um, so I'm back in therapy. Um, I've stopped drinking, I'm sober now. Woo-hoo! And- It was supposed to just be for like a month to see how I feel, but I feel so incredibly good. And the real me is like resurfacing, like my inner child. Like I stayed up nights making these collages you see all over my room. Yeah. And I forgot how much I love arts and crafts. And like, I'm, I'm just like meeting myself again for the first time in a long time. It's really fun. And so sobriety, yoga, work, some travel, surf dance that's just like what i'm about this year and um yeah that's what i'm doing and I'm, I'm going to probably volunteer with black girls surf the organization i was telling you guys about because they've started a sailing chapter um i spoke on juneteenth at their paddle for peace event um about sailing and it really piqued their interest so they made a whole division of sailing because of moi and yes. they did ask me to like get involved. They're going to be teaching um, people of color and, and black kids like how to sail and little girls, how to sail like ages like eight to 16. Oh, um, They asked me to come and like speak or like participate. And I'm like, hell yeah. So that's in March. Um, so I have a lot of good things coming, but I have to crawl before I can walk um, and just, not drinking is like most important and everything else is going to fall into place for know? sure definitely that makes so
0: happy to hear yeah like just take it listen from a fellow like person trying to do every, and I feel like India too like we both try to like achieve five projects at the same time and like, <laughs> I'm like how how am I changing the world like what's gonna happen And like you really think like oh I have to get it all done this weekend or like honestly yeah Like, you know, break it down into small pieces or like focus on one, you know, sometimes you're going to be focused on one thing more than the other, but, you know, one day at a time for sure. I'm
2: trying trying to be realistic. Like my therapist is like, slow down, girl, because I'm like, I'm going to start my bikini line. I'm going to start my YouTube channel. I'm going to, and she's like, can, can we just, just get sober and just create a routine? We'll get there. And I'm like, but this is how I am when my mental health is at its optimum, optimum level. I'm, I can see so many opportunities and, you know, when you believe in yourself, you're like, I can do whatever Mm -hmm. I want. But my problem is, is I try to do everything at once. So, you know, letting things manifest and happen on their own and, and staying in a good mindset is like priority. And yeah, so we'll see maybe, maybe you guys we, we will because vacation.
1: i don't know yeah you're a star we're speaking that into existence for you in every
0: way that you want for i them. was like i'll wear the bikini love a bathing suit. oh yeah i'll <laughs> so, wear the bikini so we're supporting the bikini line already Ready rooting for you <laughs> we're, we're speaking that one into existence because yeah. we both love just oh, oh it's, it's
1: I'm, I'm i'm i want the yoga and the yes. Yes, too. Yoga bikini yes to yoga and your bikini Yoga, bikini yoga yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of it
0: like you're on our vibe for sure
1: I and if we see you it. in another season, oh, we'll be rooting for you and we'll be funding anyone that is against you. We'll make t-shirts.
0: Gabby. It's going to be a
2: <laughs> I love that. You guys are so sweet and it's been so nice talking to you. I could talk to you forever. Let's do this again sometime. Yes, totally. Yeah. We would love to. Yeah. So where can they find you, Gabby? So I just learned how to use TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Better than me. So, so TikTok is the same as my Instagram. It's underscore little Gabby, Gabby with one B, little proper, not like Lil Wayne. Um, <laughs> and then on Twitter, if you guys want to see me cover 90 Day Fiance or comment on the current Below Deck seasons, that's all I talk about is reality TV. Um, I'm sailing Gabriella with one L on Twitter.
0: Nice, and we'll definitely make sure to include those when we post.
2: Yes, okay. yes. Thank you Gabby.
0: We're so grateful. Thank thanks for being our first and best guest. Oh,
2: yes. thanks. It was so nice to talk to you. We'll talk soon. Yes, talk soon. Right, bye. Bye. bye.